Annie and I did our best to keep the language on the cake compliant. Hello during a random dessert, the month and day of which coincide numerically with your expulsion from a uterus. Good morning, morning Greendale. Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And here are your morning announcements. And today we're talking about Community Season 2, Episode 10, Mixology Certification. It is time for everybody's favorite segment, Outsourcing Mike's Bits. Okay, so he's got a whole green screen set up. I, I do. For those listening on the podcast, I do have a, uh, a green screen set up in my uh, apart or my uh, office, and I am switching between different backgrounds for me. So right now I'm in front of Outsourcing Mike's Bits, the logo, and it looks like, uh, you know, the Tetrominoes, the one that's a uh-huh, T uh-huh. going directly into a hole that was made for that T Tetromino. Look, I have never wanted... Good morning, Greendale merchandise ever before, but I I want to get this on a T-shirt. I'm I, you, <laughs> you you flatter me, sir. Let um, me, let's put this on a T-shirt. Let's we'll, we'll figure this one out. I want that. Um, anyway, uh, so today on outsourcing Mike's bits, um, I'm gonna do a quick shuffle because th- you gotta give the people what they want. They want that shuffle. Ooh, beautiful beautiful shuffle today and then i'm gonna put the cards away because i have a question for you because i'm re-insourcing mike's bits <laughs> okay haha they're back on this shore this 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 segment has gone wild on me but that's i fine. don't know what's i don't know what's going on this is the look of a man who <laughs> has no idea what's going on i mean i'm life. kind of i'm co- i'm kind of cobbling it together as we go so ben you showed us uh, uh because again this is a video podcast now uh-huh at least this one you showed us your your current drink is that the drink of choice when you go to bars uh my no i don't have the kind of budget to drink log in 16 when i go to bars uh thank Fair you enough. it's expensive enough to buy a bottle of it's like 15 dollars a glass at a bar um my go-to drink at a bar, if it's a cheap bar where I don't expect the drinks to be good and I'm in it for the booze, uh, I'll just get a, a whiskey and ginger um, because I can just okay. get well whiskey. And then yeah, it good. doesn't, it do, you don't have to make it good. You can make it nice and strong. I'll get nice and drunk. Um, right. Add a, add a lime. Sometimes they do that. It's pretty good. Um, if I'm going to a nicer place, I'll usually get an old fashioned uh because i love an old-fashioned but i'm it's the one drink that i love that i'm terrible at making um Makes sense, and yeah. so i will i will outsource my old-fashioned Ooh, like you outsource thanks. your bits thank you for the uh the uh the tie-in there friend uh-huh i really do want that on a t-shirt that, let's like... do it <laughs> what's stopping us um, other than you know good taste Oh, we don't we don't have we don't have that because it's not stopping us. Uh huh. Yeah. What what is your what is your usual bar drink? So, so usually I go for a good craft beer. Um, but if I'm going uh, mixers or if I'm going a mixed drink, I either go for whatever is special there because I d- I tend to go uh, gravitate towards rum uh, myself. Um, so I'll go for a uh, 
uh, rum and coke. Usually you get the nice well well rum. You just kind of you drink that with the coke, similar to your whiskey and uh, ginger. Although I am very intrigued at seven and seven. I've uh, I've always seen it as part of this episode. I'm like, well, dang, that does sound pretty good. Seven here, up and some whiskey. Here are the things that I know about a seven and seven. It's made with seven up and Seagram seven, which is where mm-hmm. the name comes from. I did a little bit of research Jeff, on this one. Jeff Winger hates it. Uh huh. Well, if uh, Jeff Winger hates it, and I have a friend who is born uh, whose birthday is uh, July seventh, and I remember her birthday because it's mm-hmm. a seven and seven. There's a surprising amount of numerology in your life. Also, <laughs> guess what seven cubed is? <laughs> a seven and seven and seven. Guess what that is? You should know this by now. We just went over it. And I re-listened to the podcast, so I do remember it's 343. Excellent. See? You got this. That's a seven and seven and seven. Seagram seven with seven up and uh, seven of the Colonel's 11 spices, <laughs> oh, herbs God. and spices. Oh, no. Ben, why? No. Cur- no Colonel's ben. choice uh, as to which oh. those herbs and spices Oh, no. Are. No, I don't I don't like this at all. That's a seven seven and seven and seven of eleven. <laughs> why why not just add it seven seven and seven and seven of eleven and then something from seven eleven? So you add some Slurpee in there. <laughs> but no, that's three forty three times seven. That's too much. You could do you could just do a seven and seven and seven, which would just be the Seagram seven, a seven up, and the Slurpee. Um which sounds awful. <laughs> I mean, none of it sounds good once you start adding things to this very simple and d- delicious drink. I'm assuming. I have not had this drink, but it seems very delicious. Uh-huh. Matt in the chat, by the way, uh, in all caps said, talk about the KFC movie, uh, which I have not seen yet, but I out? will. Did it Did it come I out? Think it, I, I think it, was... it came out like last Friday. Okay. I think it, I think it, uh, I think it was a thing. And you know I, what I'm smelling? I, Regar- regarding seven of eleven KFC uh, herbs, I'm smelling a season break. I guess in uh, you know three months, because uh, neither we, of us have watched it, and we don't have time to watch things that are not Community. Except we, for I watched Die Hard last night. <laughs> we could definitely watch the KFC movie. Uh, that would be hey, probably a could, lot of fun. S- similarly to how we did the uh, uh, Titanic, we could we could put more money on patreon if if you want us to watch the kfc movie yeah, and talk except about i'm gonna it. watch the kfc movie regardless well no one if needs you want to us give to me talk about that. it <laughs> if you want us to talk about it you and probably do something similar to what we did before it might have to be a new goal uh do we have any other thoughts on outsourcing insourcing mike's bits um i don't think so okay that was anticlimactic <laughs> Not everything can have a good uh, bounce off, uh, but I do believe it is time for this week's, uh, and by this week's, is this month's live show, Mike, green screen gag. Are you ready, Ben? I didn't know this was a thing, but okay. I, I told you that we were going some places. Chat, are you, are you ready? It'll be a while till they say yes, so I'm just going to assume they say yes. Um, so here we go. Where am I now? <laughs> Where did I go? Damn it, Mike. This is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. 
it's it's unfortunate that only you and the the uh, the Patreon uh, consumers are uh, are seeing this because it's tremendous. Um, we've got some very excited people in chat uh, with uh with with i'm ready i hope you were for this but now i'm in front of shirley's face on the if you look like this call a cab sign damn it mike <laughs> now is that damn it because i'm just i was very clever or 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 you know planned this out or just because i've i've gone way above and beyond for no reason I mean, a little bit all of the above. My face is so red right now. I feel flush. I feel just a little lightheaded. Holy crap, Mike. This is... Holy crap. That's all I wanted, honestly. I just wanted Ben to say, holy crap. Uh, this is... This is amazing. Okay. <clears throat> I have to follow that up somehow. Let's talk about... And think about... Think about how, how hard Ben just laughed. You could be laughing about that hard oh my god uh so today we're talking about season two episode 10 mixology certification uh it starts out in the study room uh because it is troy's birthday and they just sing to you which (laughs) i enjoy because pierce is immediately like why did we only sing the last two words? And the justification is that Troy is a Jehovah's Witness, and so they can't, they, they don't sing the whole thing. But really, it's just they didn't want to pay for the, the royalty, because at the time, uh, you had to pay money mm-hmm. to use the Happy Birthday song, which has since entered the public domain. Yeah, that happened which like a few years ago, right? Is great, because uh, I may have mentioned this on Back to the Futurama, but... Uh, I, I used to have a dream in which if, if I ever won like a ridiculous amount of money in like Powerball or something, sure. I was going to buy the rights to Happy Birthday and then public uh, put it in the public domain so I could be the hero for all time. And now mm-hmm. I don't have to do that. I can just use that ridiculous amount of Powerball money to do something stupid. Yeah. You can keep that money and not do it, something good for humanity with it. The chat is saying that it was that the green screen bit was worth the price of admission, and I love how that that bit lasted for like a minute. And uh-huh. it is probably going to be the best thing in this whole episode. You know what? Um, I, I did I did think about it, and the 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 uh, admiration of the audience, the live audience, if you will, uh, of my uh, my my visual gag means I you're, you're enabling this. It's ha- uh-huh. it's going to happen more. I'm going to have more gags. Uh, So anyways, yeah, it's today's Troy's birthday, uh, but he's a Jehovah's Witness, so they're not really celebrating his birthday. Mm -hmm. They just happen to be having a party and happen to be having dessert that the dessert also says uh, hello during a random dessert. Um, I don't know if you have the rest of the whole thing. I do have the whole thing. Uh, hello during a random dessert, the month of day of which can sign num- numerically with your expulsion from a uterus. Which is a great thing to put on a cake. Uh, the thing that I love about this is now I've seen, uh, especially now that I'm part of the community fandom by doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Sure. I have seen so many retweets of so many cakes with this exact saying on it. And I I love this as a thing. Yeah. That's it's a very good thing to to have have gifted the world that the mm-hmm. show has done. 
Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't tend to to have birthday parties due to the uh, closeness of my birthday to mm. Christmas. Uh, but if I did, I would absolutely put that on a cake just for me. Well, you know, you know, maybe uh, with everybody being by themselves, maybe we just say, you know, screw it, we're gonna get that cake in 2020. They are having this celebration of Troy's uh, expulsion day, mm-hmm. as Britta puts it. Uh, which I can't decide if I enjoy or not. They say, okay, after this party, we really have to just buckle down. We've we've got to study and cram for realsies because finals are coming up. Yes. Uh, the Jeff's like, the group is starting to use occasions to avoid studying, which I believe they the last the last event was a uh, because uh, Shirley's son had a bu- bath with bubbles, or a nephew had a bath with bubbles. Uh-huh. It was the first bath. It was the niece's first bath mm. with bubbles. It's I a huge milestone. It is. I. It was so big, I didn't write down any of the details about it. Uh, Laura in the chat asks, why not bake yourself a pie and write on it with icing? Uh, because I'm too lazy to... I, I love baking, but I'm too lazy to decorate anything I bake. So... Mm-hmm. I do want to point out that Laura d- did say pie icing, which makes me think pie-sing. No, I'm a Capricorn. Anyways, so... <laughs> <laughs> that was good. They really need to buckle down because finals are coming. Pierce is like, well, I, my birthday was just last week and nobody had a party for me. And they're like, uh, we threw a huge party for you. Uh, and everyone's like, yeah, it was like the best party I've been to in a while. And they're just like, you You really need to to cut it on the pain meds because, like, we had a huge banger. Yeah. And Pierce is like, gotcha. <laughs> it's like, okay. Which is um, all, it's, this is weird to me because it's like, it, again, it's more of that, like, okay, we are acknowledging Pierce has a problem with these pain meds, but also we're not doing anything about it. We're also acknowledging that the entire study group is kind of being a jerk about this. Yeah. Because they're all lying to him. Also, Troy then tries to suggest that Pierce owes him for the keg deposit. And, and Britt is like, Troy. And Jeff's like, Troy. <laughs> uh, oh, also, uh, so Abed got Troy kick puncher Detroit, which is sold yep. out everywhere except in Detroit. Turns out they're they don't really like it, it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not thrilled. Um, and Troy's like, this is how you turn 20. Annie reads a whole bunch of interesting facts about troy uh, this is to distract everyone from pierce's issues cutting the cake because it is a disaster he is de- just destroying that cake it is mm. like i need to get the audio of the hindenburg disaster where the guys talking about all the humanity and put it <laughs> over the cake cutting it's an extremely poor taste but also yeah that cake was important to somebody I have no words. Uh, so Annie reads these. That's facts. such a wild thing that you just said. Yeah, I say wild things all the time. Uh, Annie reads all these facts about Troy. Troy's birthday is tomorrow, December fourth. Also born that day, Tyra Banks, Marissa uh. Tomei, and French cinematographer Claude Renoir. Yes. She also mentions that Troy in the Chinese Zodiac is a horse. And he's like, no, I'm a snake. I remember because I'm, and I don't remember what 
Right. And it's just pretty much the same. It's just synonyms for the same descriptors of a, what a horse is. On the Chinese calendar, Troy is a horse, like me, purposeful, self-possessed, and gregarious. No, I'm pretty sure I'm a snake. I remember because I'm determined, self-possessed, and mendacious. I do want to point out that as we were recording this on December 15th, so we were only 11 days away from or, uh, so after close. Troy's birthday. Um, and he's like, we were born in 1990. We're horses. And Troy's like, I was born in 89. You know, because everyone is 10 for two years, because fifth grade is really hard for everyone. And at this moment, he realizes he's not turning 20. He's turning 21. And also, Jeff, his mom was lying to him about a lot of things. <laughs> uh, so many things. Jeff is immediately like, this party has become unacceptable. And then he declares that they need to go to a bar because he's turning 21. He is becoming a man. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeff wants to go to L Street, but Britta argues it's douchey and suggests that they go to the Red Door, which Jeff calls it the Red Hipster. So this sets in motion the main Britta, Jeff plot where they are arguing about which bar is better the entire night the red mm -hmm. door or l street uh so that's going to be a lot of the episode yes if you love that argument boy you have an episode uh <laughs> shirley suggests peg leg Pablo pablo's which is rebuffed and annie's like well, why is everybody thinking about themselves i'm underage and literally no one takes her seriously and there are people like miming away wiping tears away and it's very good. And then they, as everybody's leaving, they kind of look at Annie and Britta's like, I'll get Annie an ID. And she's a little concerned about that. Yeah. Annie, uh, well, Annie's like, you're going to give me a fake ID. And Britta says, no, it'll be a real ID. It's just someone else's. And this spirals Annie into like so much just like, I don't know how to be a person with a fake ID. We we get this is this episode is an interesting character piece. Yes. <laughs> because every every character is having a moment uh this episode. Yeah, we get to see some negative aspects of almost everybody. Uh Matt says what a terrible A plot by that description. Wait, like, is L Street and the Red Door argument an A plot? <laughs> if it is, then what the world? I mean, I, I would argue that Troy is like manhood is the a plot boy that's a way, bad way to say it he does say he does want to bathe in man does want to bathe in manhood um so it's good that we brought that one back because i we didn't note uh -huh. that joke down and we needed to bring it back anyways they both decide to go to the least offensive bar they've ever been to flanahan's hole they both they both they uh, jeff counts down from three and they're three two one flanahan's hole I think it says a lot about a place if two people can count down and be like least offensive bar you've ever been to and then you both say it at the same time. Um, they were very surprised by saying it at the same time by the way. It was very funny. It just it says a lot about a place. Like I will say I do not know how many bars are in the vicinity based on the way that you described it I mean, and also based on the result of what apparently is the a plot <laughs> <laughs> the a well the a plot i guess you could say it's an a plot it does go to some places um 
I don't know. I, mean, I don't know what the I, A plot is. This is this is mostly just a character examination. I don't know that there's an A plot or a B yeah, plot or a C plot. It's just a bunch of characters doing stuff at a bar. It's like Cheers. <laughs> Norm. Yes, we know about Norm. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, no, that's what they all, they all say. They no, all say I Norm. know what they said in the cheer. We're going to do a Cheers podcast. So you know can this, you, right? Can you imagine if everyone was sitting at Cheers and Norm walks in and they all go Norm? And then Mike, the loser over here, is like, yeah, we get it. He's Norm. Come no, on. no, hold on. No, hold I'm trying on. to have a, I'm trying hold to have a drink on. here. No, no, no. <laughs> that's not what's happening here. What's happening is here is you continue to insert cheers into our community <laughs> podcast, thereby making sure that we'll do cheers and Frasier as a second and next podcast, which will take us decades. Literal, literal decades. They, we w- both Frasier and and now we're just going to talk about it. Both Frasier and Cheers had 11 seasons. That's 22 seasons for us to dig into. It took us. But I bet you it takes us far less to watch the episodes because there's not much denseness, I'm sure. It it took us uh, a little over three years to do 149 episodes of Futurama. Um, so if we did 11, if we did 22 seasons of uh i think there are 26 episodes yep. a piece yeah okay some quick math here pull back up. to math back to the our fun segment of it's time for more math uh-huh i'm gonna pull up a calculator here uh <clears throat> put it right over your face on the stream so that is uh <laughs> 22 episodes times 26 that is 572 episodes That's- divided by <laughs> god one we did what 149 uh so yeah that is three times the amount of that that yeah that'd be that'd be about a decade we'd be doing we'd be podcasting I, for about a decade i do not want to talk about fraser and cheers for a decade of my life well i do not want to do that uh then let's talk about community they go to <sighs> they go That's to play hands hole Pierce well, is now that we're in a there. bar cheers norm <laughs> <laughs> we're we're not in a bar yet. We're in the car. We're- Annie, so it it is split up. The the guys are going in Jeff's car. The mm-hmm. uh ladies are going in Shirley's car. Annie is in the back seat. She is obsessed with this fake ID. She has a fake ID of mm-hmm. Caroline Decker from Corpus Christi, Texas. Right. And she even says that it doesn't look anything like her and Brenda just laughs like she's a white brunette. It'll be fine. Right? So, and Annie is like, I should research Corpus Christi because she's like, okay, what if somebody asks me a question? I need to know something about Corpus Christi. Honestly, I was going to say this is, this is a little over the top, but literally like right after I moved to Portland, okay, I I searched for a karaoke bar because I want to do some karaoke. Sure. As you do. Drove down into the city, went to my karaoke bar, just one I picked off a list at random. I was sitting next to this woman at a bar, at the bar, and the bartender, she checked my ID and, you know, whatever. Then she checked the ID of the the woman sitting next to me, and she's like, oh, that's the second Colorado uh, driver's license that I've seen today. And I was like, wait, hold up. You're from Colorado? She lived in my hometown back in Colorado. Sure. So imagine if I had a fake ID and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm from Fort Collins, Colorado. 
We, you know, like mm-hmm. I need to know that they've got uh, CSU there. I need to know that they've, sure. yeah. they've got a big Go A painted yeah. on the side of the, the mountain. Like these are basic facts. Yeah. The, Why would they a, paint an A on the side of a mountain for Fort Because the, the, Ram, the Rams used to be the Aggies. Uh, oh, and so, I didn't know. Uh, so, they, so they have Colorado a big, State used to be Colorado A&T? Uh, I think I think so. Yeah. And so they've got a big A painted on it. And like, these are facts I need to know in case someone's like, oh, crap, no way. I'm from Fort Collins. Uh, You know, which high school did you go to? And I'd be like. "Uh, Fort Collins High School, which is actually a high school. It's not the one I went to. (laughs) But, you know, you don't want to rely on that luck. Is there a Corpus sure. Christi High School? Who knows? Who knows? I bet they have a lot of football there because of Texas. Speaking Probably. of accents, by the way, Annie decides <laughs> to pick one up. Uh huh. So I was watching this episode with Sarah, uh, who is from Texas, and uh-huh. so Annie Ooh, how starts. How was the accent for her? I was getting to that. Annie starts trying to do a, a Texas accent. Howdy, y'all! I'm Caroline Decker. Please don't do that. And Sarah rolled her eyes so hard that she rolled her whole head. It was like, oh, God, like it was it was bad. It does not pass the Sarah test. Oh, man, that's that's terrific. Uh, so while Annie is in the back researching Corpus Christi on her cellular telephone, Britta gets a call from cellular Jeff, telephone. who. Yeah, do you have a problem? No, I love the fact that you said cellular <laughs> telephone. Uh, Britta gets a call from Jeff on her cellular telephone. <laughs> from Jeff's okay, yes, cellular telephone. Okay, yes, I might telephone. have some, pro- some kind of problem triggered by the word cellular telephone. We find out that Flanahan, Flanahan's hole is closed, and he's not being cute. It just went out of business. Uh, and so they decide on a place... Uh, located at Third and Water, mm-hmm. uh, it's fun divey, but not staff infection divey. And Britta's and and it's got some kind of catchy name or like gross name. It's like oh, the ballroom. Uh, Donna in the chat also says uh, that the accent was pretty bad uh, coming from Oklahoma. Uh, which honestly, I don't know what accent Annie's going for. It's like a there's some there's South in there. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I don't it know is, where it is it's a, from. It is a northerner who has never been to the South's take yes. on a southern accent. Yeah. It's 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 basically like... It is a yeah, Coloradan's yeah. take on a Texan accent. There you go. Annie, well, Ben, the, Allison Bree did it great. Guess what? We have a Coloradan here. What's your take on a Texas accent? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I don't... Um, <clears throat> I don't. Mm-hmm. I uh, I I sell propane and propane <laughs> accessories. I tell you what, <laughs> that boy ain't right. I uh, how, boy, what howdy. does it say? <laughs> what does it say about us that when presented with this idea, we both go into King of the Hill? It's because I I don't I don't do accents. Uh, That's I'm I'm bad at all accents. Uh, <laughs> Laura, Laura in the chat is like, "Oh God, it's happening again." Uh, <laughs> so they they decide on this place uh, that the not too divey place. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called the ballroom. Shirley and is not a fan. She yeah, she is not interested. Uh, and uh, Jeff is like, "Well, 
you ladies figure it out. And because uh, the ladies are your problem, the men are going to the ballroom. And I guess I am being clever. C- c- cool. Uh, Jeff tells Troy that he's entering the next chapter in his life. It is the final chapter, but it's the it is also the longest. And if Troy plays it right, the best. So the 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 theme for Troy in this episode is that he Troy has sort of decided that that because now Jeff refers to him as a man. Yeah. Troy all of a sudden is very interested in not only what it is to be a man, but an adult take on being a man. Right. And uh, he's specifically being guided- specifically Jeff because Jeff is the 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 one there uh but he does he does sort of try to get that from britta a little bit too yes. uh later he, he, on he, is, but. he ends up hanging a lot with jeff and britta as they're having this l street versus red door argument and and how he's trying to uh learn from them about the ways of being an adult yeah and i i'm just gonna put this out here like i don't think you want jeff and britta to be the ones to teach you the ways of being an adult well, I think I well, yes. I even from Jump Street, I don't think you do. Um, but yes, I think that and I don't want to spoil the episode, but I think Troy gets there too. <laughs> um, but yes, Troy's like, now that we're peers, maybe I can drive your car later. And everybody laughs and Jeff's like, ah, no, no. You know what they say about Troy saying he wants to drive Jeff's car in the first act? You gotta fire that car in the third. You wouldn't download a car, would you? Uh, anyways, sure, yeah, I would. They go to the ballroom. Shirley is really desperate to go somewhere else, but everyone's just like, no, it'll be fine. Annie is still trying to perfect her Caroline Decker persona. Mm-hmm. And Britta's like, look, you're a, you're a hot girl. They won't care. The hotter the girl, the less they care about getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do question Britta why she's telling her this now and not at the beginning when Annie is having the beginnings of her spiral. Mm-hmm. I do also have the note here uh, where I wrote Sarah pointed out that it's a real Texas ID. Um, oh. be- and I was impressed because at I think a, an, in season one at some point we see like uh, Annie's ID or Britta's. We see someone's ID and it is decidedly not a Colorado ID. <laughs> so they went to the trouble of getting caroline decker a texan id sure but anyways that's beside the point she she was just very excited to be like oh that's a real texas id so they get up to the the door the bouncer doesn't even check annie's id like doesn't even take a cursory glance at it he's just like yeah go on she's she's all like getting excited to like give and he's just like all right it's not the same for Britta. Britta steps up and... And she's, uh, she's not stepping up. She's basically walking in with a flash. Uh-huh. And the guy stops her, takes out the black light to, like, scan the actual ID, make yeah. sure it's all legit, and gives her just, like, a real harsh look over. And he's just like, you gotta be careful, you know? Just hands her back the ID. And she's, like, upset a little bit, but she's like, I understand. Uh, and then the bouncer totally knows Shirley. He's like, hey, like, what are you doing? I never thought I'd see you again. It's been a while. She grabs him by this by his collar and says, you don't know me. Got it? Yeah, she uh, she 
She is there's pulling some, the aggressive Shirley. There's some sudden mystery uh, here with this. Uh, with this, so they are all sitting down at a table at the ballroom, which mm-hmm. I find the name of the bar weird because it is just it is a divey sort of place, like brick walls, bunch of like pictures of of people on the walls that are all drunk. Like, why is this called the ballroom? It's ironic. Okay. That's all I have. I'll take it. <laughs> also, uh, Matt, Matt in the uh, chat says that British should take the compliment. Looks t- younger than twenty one somehow, which is uh, I, I I I always felt like she wasn't hot enough to take any risks. Is the is the text there? Yeah, but she still looks younger than twenty one. So you know, it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. Although I will say, if you have built up the entire ego of the hotter you are the less likely you're going to get id'd like you have built up this narrative in your head and that you are so hot that you don't need to be id'd or that just a quick flash of the id is fine that's Um, true so i i think it's more about she's built up this her own narrative about what it means to be carded right i i personally if you card me i'm like well oh me 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 younger than oh oh yes please and i will continue to do this until i'm about 70 when no one it's like you know you're fine i honestly i can't remember the last time i was carded uh because an interesting thing about the state of oregon uh is that uh and uh, when because a lot of times i don't know if this has ever happened to you uh where they'll just be like you're 21 right and then you can say yes Sure, somebody yeah. somebody at the liquor store they did that to me and then the, they explained the reason that they do that is because that the the way that the the law works here is that anyone testing to make sure that a, a place is not uh serving minors can't say that they oh. are like so if, if they're lying and if so so if you that's inadmissible if, in court if they get like a minor to go in and try to buy alcohol uh or you know whatever like th- there's some law that's specific to oregon that in this specific case they cannot lie to the person behind the counter hmm. and this is a wild thing to me because it is like, pretty wild yes it's so wild and like i was told this and i'm like i almost i don't believe this but at the same time i've been asked this question so many times since moving yeah. to portland where people you're are like, like you're 21 yeah. right and i'm like yeah and they're like all right cool that's good enough for me it's yeah. wild i don't I, wild. I i've never looked up the actual specific law about this but um, it blows my mind when that, I that go, is enough basically whenever i uh whenever i'm in a situation where i might get carded like i go to a liquor store or i go to a bar and by the way the idea of go- i i was gonna save this until later but the idea of going to a bar is both terrifying and something that feels unattainable and i want it so badly um but basically um i basically have my id ready to go and they're like okay you're good and i'm like but I, but but i but i pulled it out i i wanted to show you i wanted to see look i was being a good one i'm being good a good citizen and showing you that I am legally allowed, but you're just going to allow it. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very, I'm kind of an Annie. They are sitting down at this bar. Um, the, the, 
ballroom. I forgot the name of the bar because how I, can yes. you forget the ballroom where where things happen? They're sitting down in the ballroom. Uh, the um, waitress comes over to take uh, some orders. Jeff has a Macallan neat, and Britta has vodka neat with four olives, which that is a lot of olives. It does seem like a lot of olives. Yes, correct. Also, the idea that somebody would drink vodka neat disgusts me. It, well, I can't do that. I have, I, I, well, a lot of things neat are not my jam, uh, but boy, I've, I've had a shot of vodka and there, there's only one thing worse for me than a shot of vodka and it's a shot of tequila. If it's good and vodka. tequila tastes good though. If it's good vodka, I could see that. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I guess I guess I'm not a connoisseur of good vodkas. We are we are already so far behind on this episode, but I will tell you the story about <laughs> one time. Uh, my friend Nate, the same one who uh, has never gone on record saying he doesn't eat babies. Mm-hmm, sure, of course. Uh, his mom worked in real estate, and she got out of the business, and so she got rid of this whole liquor collection that she would use to like entertain clients and whatnot. And okay. she doesn't drink, so she gave him all this booze. And so we basically had this accidental impromptu party. Our friend Sean and I uh, started drinking shots of this uh, vodka that was in the collection. And we're like, this is the best vodka ever. It was so good. It went down so smooth. We got so drunk. To this day, I don't know what that vodka was. And it haunts me because I'm like, I remember that (laughs) vodka being just so good and so smooth and so amazing. And Nate has no idea what it was because he literally got this box of alcohol that day. Like he showed up and was like, I've got booze. And then we had a party. (laughs) So he has no idea what the vodka is. Sean and I have no idea what the vodka is. Like I have booze. Let's have a party. And I don't know what it was. And every time people are like, oh, I hate vodka. I'm like, but there was that one. <laughs> the mythical vodka. It feels like this is a movie to be made in the style of Dude, Where's My Car? Like the sequel, Dude, what that? what is that vodka? Also, while uh, they are taking the orders, Shirley tears down a picture, like a Polaroid photo hanging on the wall of her just totally Smashed. wasted. Just, just smashed. Uh yeah. Uh so she's she's going to go around uh she's look at she she knows that there are pictures of her on the walls. Um the bartender who's played by Tig Notaro, a delight. Uh-huh. Um, what else what else has she been in? Because she always looks familiar and then I never actually look her up. Well, I know she's she's a big uh big uh stand-up comedian. Mm, okay. That's probably what I'm thinking of then. Uh not big, but like you know, she's bit yeah. Um she was in this is great to do it live she was in the sarah (laughs) silverman program okay she was apparently in an episode of the office oh that's probably that's probably from test the store as single mom um she was on inside amy schumer as as tig so yeah she's on a lot of the stuff you might know her from tuca and birdie Oh, I mean, well, I she's uh, I she, she wouldn't look familiar because that's an animated well, show. She'd sound but, familiar because um, she was Yeast Week MC and Doctor Sherman in Yeast Week, the episode Yeast. Okay, Week. okay. Uh, that aside, uh, Troy is waiting until midnight, and Annie just has some water, um, and she's mm. still talking with a, a Texas accent, 
And Britta's like, and it's, boy, it's just so awkward. It's so awkward. And Britta's like, you don't have to be from Texas anymore. And Annie refuses to drop the charade. Yeah. She doesn't know how any of this works. She's not a bar fly. Um, here, This is when Abed notices that the bar has asteroids and is like, Shirley, slide out. I want to go play. And and Shirley's like, oh, okay, oh, okay, okay. Um, And Shirley decides she wants to take a look around. They're like, okay, Troy, what are you going to order for your first legal drink? Troy says that he's going to order a beer. And, and they're like, no, no, no. Don't order beer. You've had beer. What do you think you might like? Which is the worst question to ask mm-hmm. anybody. Because if yeah. you are like, if you're showing up to a bar and you are not at all an expert on what anything tastes like, like, that's like, yeah. okay, let's, let's take you to a Martian restaurant with Mars food. Mm-hmm. It's got food from Mars. You've never seen any of this food. And it's not like the food from the Martian, the movie where he made it, but it's basically Earth food, but it's, they made it right. It's totally different Martian food, Martian delicacies. And then they're like, what do you think you might like? Uh, and then you look at the menu and it's like, schnarblavd. And that sounds pretty good. It's like, what do you like, Troy? It is such a weird, stupid, it's a like very they, awful question. As, as adult mentors into adult manliness, manhood. They are being terrible mentors. Sure, I also terrible think guides. That, I I also think that plays into Troy's uh, epiphany at the end of the episode. And so Troy is like, "Well, my uncle Carl, you know, he was a big influence on my life, and you know, he's the guy who taught me how to throw a football." And uh, anyways, he uh, he his drink was seven and seven, and they are just immediately like. Oh, that's an awful. Don't don't they don't they drink, do no. hold for a moment to just uh, to appreciate the fact that Uncle Carl had a big impact on his life, but they do tell him it was an awful drink. Annie goes up to the bar and says, "You know what? Make that a root beer uh, instead of a water," and just it adds the idea that she grew up on a trout farm to this story about uh, being Texan. And it's look pretty- telling telling a lie is all about the details. So if you can be like, "I'm from Corpus Christi." That's my Texas accent, by the Uh way. There's a reason I didn't do it earlier. I grew up on a trout farm. Like, Like, if you just kind of obliterate everyone with random facts about what you're assuming your life is as as you lie, uh, that's great. uh Uh-huh. So, you know, I, I think she I think she's got the heart of a con woman, but the brain of somebody who is too nice to be a con woman there it is <laughs> that's fair she's no, got the she's brain of a... the opposite of a con woman um uh-huh. because like she's she's got the like i no, maybe it's backwards maybe she's yeah. just her heart's too nice to to lie but her brain is like okay i need all the facts so i need right, to like yeah. prep there's a mismatch it, somewhere in there right well, I think it's it's she has her real desires and then she's like, I can be somebody else for the night. Um, I, Abed is playing asteroids when a guy uh, starts suggesting that the events of the last Starfighter will happen to him if he compl- continues to play well. And this is played by the in- incomparable Paul F. Tompkins, host of one of my favorite podcasts of all time, Spontaneous Nation with Paul F. Tompkins. And Paul F. Tompkins. I love this guy. He's so, so great. much personal story for me after my 
last breakup and I was super distraught and sad and depressed for like weeks. The thing that pulled me back out of it was Paul F. Tompkins' YouTube series, Speakeasy, where he would have oh, yeah. uh, a drink in a bar uh, with along with a comedian uh, and they would just chat about whatever, and they would drink the they would drink the drink that the the comedian uh, uh, liked, and so they'd talk about the drink, and they'd talk about life, and they'd talk about comedy. And uh, I I actually got sucked into it because I watched the one where Alison Brie was on, and she made a bunch well, of meme go. faces. And this oh, was I the thing that, yeah. that that you know after two weeks of just being gloomy, Gus, like everything's the worst. Paul F. Tompkins was like, hey, buddy, I got you. So he holds a special place in my heart as the guy who was like, mm-hmm. who brought me out of a, 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 a major depression. And I'm always like, if I ever meet him, I'm going to be really tempted to be like, you, you made this huge. But I'm probably just going to be like, hey, you're great. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Paul F. Tompkins is the best. I, like I said, my favorite, one of my favorite podcasts of all time is Spontaneous Nation with Paul F. Tompkins. It's a very improv podcast. Uh, I I watched uh, part of Paul F. Tompkins, one of his stand-up specials, where he was doing one of the I Love the 80s or 90s shows on for VH1, and Weird Al was in an adjacent studio, so you can just go ahead and check that off your bingo boxes now, um, and he would just keep going in there and just yell at Weird Al jokingly about mr mr weird you gotta cut it down in here and he and weird al is like oh i'm i'm sorry i didn't mean to do that and then paul of Tompkins realized that weird al didn't know who paul of Tompkins was and it's very great that he's just getting yelled at by this random guy over and over in a really weird fashion and apparently he apologized for it later it's a very good uh stand-up uh routine that i again i'm not a comedian <laughs> Uh, I, I was just, only half I listening one on as, yeah, I, no, I, as I, I as I shouted uh, Parks and Recreation quotes into the chat. Abed goes to play Asteroids. Paul F. Tompkins is there now that we've had our little mini Paul F. Tompkins fan cast, uh-huh. which, to be fair, he deserves. Yeah, uh, we'll probably put some some new fun music behind that one. Um. No, no, this is the outsourcing Mike Spitz music. It's the only one I had queued up, Mike. I was adding as a as a treat to those that listen. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna listen to the music. It's nice. Uh, so oh, there it goes. Yeah, uh, Paul F. Tompkins, uh, who I just started calling P. Tom in my <laughs> notes. <laughs> because we don't get his name for a while he makes a last starfighter reference to abed and then abed's like you like last starfighter uh and and uh he also says something that's from far i've never seen farscape but he says something from yeah farscape and then he's like oh and you're a fan of farscape and then uh abed gets uh picked up by p tom mm-hmm uh, Shirley continues her route around the bar, trying to tear down all the pictures of herself, all drunk. Uh, and this there is when Pierce, lot. yeah. Well, I mean, if you have some rough times, you drink a lot at a at a place called the ballroom. Uh, sh- uh, Pierce shows up, and the bouncer wants to see his ID, and he's like, "Get out of my way! How people have you like? Why why do you have a job?" And he does a really bad job of getting into the bar, and the bouncer's like, "Do you want any help?" And he's like, "No." Annie is still at the bar. She's making up stories now about punching her probation officer in the face. She has gone from 
I grew up on a trout farm to I'm going to I punched my probation officer in the face like it was nothing. And Mm -hmm. like just she's suddenly this like weird, impulsive badass. Right. And that's why they call me Capricious Caroline. I I do want to point out that she is sober. She is only she's a hundred percent sober. This is not like I'm going to put on an like I'm drunk and I'm going to put on a character for affect. This is I have to come in with a story. I do like this, though, because this is a a compulsive planner's take on what it is to be impulsive. Right. Like what would an impulsive person do? They would you know, punch their probation officer in the face, which they have a probation officer because they did something impulsive that got them arrested. Like, sure. The, the, the story that she is crafting is just like, she has no idea. She literally no idea what it means to be impulsive. And so this is like, this is what she thinks impulsive people do. And I like this as a, I like this as a, as a, uh, as writing for her character in this episode, because it's like, it's really telling on Annie of just like what mm-hmm. sort of person she is. Right. Absolutely. That obviously an impulsive person punches their prob- probation officer in the face. It's great. I love it. This is when we get Jeff lecturing Troy on the rules of how to drink scotch. Uh, Britta calls it quote, high maintenance poser drinking. Um, also I would, um, I would disagree with uh, Jeff's assessment because um, he he says no ice, never any ice. At the most, two drops of spring water to activate the flavor. Uh, some scotches, uh, maybe not maybe not on the really high end ones that he likes, but some scotches, uh, you know, just a, a little bit of water, you know, more than two drops, uh, just a little bit. It, it's really good. Like you. So, you know, I think he he is being very pretentious. He's being um, very pretentious and very dogmatic about it. So, And I tend not to drink any scotches with ice, but uh, some lower end scotches can actually be pretty good with just a little ice. You know, a little bit of ice takes the, uh, takes the edge off, mm-hmm. uh, I think. Um, but, you know, I what do I know? My, here I am with my sweet cocktails. Here I am drinking Lagavulin Neat. It tastes like here smoke I- and I love it. Here I am with an empty glass of wine. Annie brings over another round for Jeff and Britta for some reason, acting like a, a yeah. A, she's a suddenly Texan like waitress. I'm I'm a Southern Texan waitress. Um, <laughs> it's so many choices she makes in this episode are wild to me. Right, um, and I mean, I guess you know, in in that respect, she is being impulsive. She's suddenly the waitress, like right. I do like the the note that Jeff's like, who is that? <laughs> Britta is still getting on Jeff's case about how L Street is a douchey bar. And uh, Jeff is still yelling about how the red door sucks. And mm-hmm. they are getting progressively drunker as the night goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Troy is in the middle of this being like, I, I, uh, I can't wait to like understand all of these references because they he he every time they take a swipe at each other he doesn't know if they're being serious or sarcastic right because this is a world he has no idea uh anything this about 
Lord, do they have the rules to high maintenance poser drinking on the wall at L Street? Do they? Poser drinking? Hey, Miss Vodka need four olives. What's that called? The too cool to care teeny? Is it? I bet the four starkness of that drink order turns a lot of horn-rimmed heads at the red door. I can't wait to understand these arguments. This is his first taste of this world of drinking and dive bars. Abed and uh, Paul F. Tompkins are off talking about nerd stuff. Uh, they have Abed has all sorts of theories about sci-fi everything. <laughs> uh, talking about wormholes. And uh-huh. Paul F. Tompkins well, is like, you know, speaking of wormholes, um, what do you say we use one to teleport this conversation someplace a little more private? That doesn't make any sense. Wormholes and teleportation are two different things. That's why I've been talking about this whole time. I noticed. I do like that that Abed is, gets called out for really nursing his beer, and then he takes a small sip and puts it back down. Uh huh. Um, and even gives me and gives gives an ah, like <laughs> you get called out for nursing your beer, and you aggressively nurse your beer in front of this person annie is still at the bar she's now talking about how she followed fish the band and lived in her car and she she's like yeah annie like who am i annie annie's the one who plans things not me she she goes to school here um you know she's got the next 15 years of her life all planned out and you know she's she she's getting a degree in in whatever she's getting a degree in healthcare uh um uh, uh management i believe um you know so all she's got to do now is follow it or screw it up and at that point again she's still sober at this point because she's only mm. been drinking root beer uh but uh but at this point uh she's like you know what uh wh- why don't i have a, a screwdriver mm-hmm I do agree with Matt in the chat. Uh, she is way too young for fish. She is. She, Annie has overplayed her hand. To be fair, no one calls her on it. That's the difference between her and Britta. Okay, but if you're the bartender in this situation and, you know, you're like, what do you even do? You're stuck here. Like The answer is go, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And this person's not even drunk. They've been drinking yeah. root beer all night. <laughs> so you're, you're basically going, uh-huh, in case they want to order something. And she does. She has a screwdriver. Right. Paul F. Tompkins finally introduces himself as Robert. Mm-hmm. And he is like, he okay. Of, he kind of gives up the game because he's like, I'm not playing this game anymore. Yeah. He's straight up like, would you like to have gay sex with me? And Abed's just like, no, thanks. And He's like, okay, you can sit here this whole time and not pick up that a man is hitting on you. And Abed's like, well, yeah, no, I picked that up a little while ago. I just like talking about Farscape. <laughs> and then Robert throws his drink in Abed's face and storms off. It's like, Stargate's better. Uh, so, but you know, I mean, I get, I get where uh, Robert is coming from. I guess if you're out on the town and and looking for a hookup, like you're going to be upset when someone just wants to talk Farscape all night. But sure. also, don't if the if anything, doing podcasts about shows we like has taught me. It's never underestimate how fun it is to just have conversations about TV shows that you like with someone else who right. may like. When when the world is like, yeah, whatever, Futurama, you know, community, whatever. I I like 
smart shows like Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones and comedies suck. And, you know, but then you get in this little world where you're talking to other people about how great community is. I don't need to have gay sex with anyone. I can still have a fun time. Sure. Yes. I I mean, like, (laughs) I I needed to know how to react to that. No, just a yes and. Uh, I mean, I will. I will. I will point out that, like, I I almost think that like going into nerd nerd culture to try to pick somebody up is a bad idea in general. Just because, like, you if you if you pick up somebody like us, we will talk about the things that we like for hours. I guarantee, if you saw me in a bar wearing a nerd T-shirt, and you were like. Hey, I'm gonna try to pick this guy up by being by talking about the nerd stuff he likes. At no point during the conversation would I be like, "I bet this person wants to have sex with me." Guaranteed. Yeah. And like there, you, it's more like you have oh, to straight up. This guy really likes this guy. Really likes fry. You have to straight up be like, okay, Futurama is great, and I saw you wearing a Futurama T-shirt, and that's how I introduced myself. But I am here to have sex with you. That is the moment when I'm like, oh, crap. This person actually wants to, like, get with this. My, fi- my, my idea of how you would react to that situation is like, huh. I think this person has a crush on me. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> uh, so anyways, yeah. Uh, Robert is upset and g- runs off and says Stargate's better. Uh, outside Pierce's battery is totally depleted. So now he's stuck there. Uh, to be a hundred percent clear, the, uh, the battery of his wheelchair. He could be a robot. Well, we did cut open his, his, uh, his cast last or recently. So I just want to make sure. But yes, the battery in his wheelchair. I'm Um, sorry. I'm being pedantic. I just want to make sure that we're. The battery in his iPod runs out and he can't listen to cool music anymore and then gets so sad he stops moving. There. Are you happy now, Mike? (laughs) It is far more accurate than what I said. Sure. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, No, the battery in his wheelchair dies. So he is he's now stuck. Jeff and Britta are are getting really drunk uh, at this point. They're hanging out Mm -hmm. with with troy and they're laughing about something and shirley comes up and and uh they reveal at this point that britta found one of these posters in the ladies room it is a poster that says if you look like this call a cab and it's got a really really drunk picture of shirley Mm -hmm. on it and shirley gets really upset and she's like look i had some bad years you know, I, I don't I don't want to to have to think about it. You just give me the th- give me the poster and let's move on. Mm-hmm. And they, they you know, they're laughing about it, which they're they, they're like, we like you way more now. It's a funny picture because you act so perfect all the time and you look like a zombie in the picture. But it's not funny when you're sad Um, and they're all on the same team. But it doesn't I mean, like even even not having a side and being on the same team, you can clearly see that that uh shirley is like clearly being insulted here right and it is it like a lot of times i'm not really on shirley's side because she can be a little overbearing sure. um, but here here i'm like no 100 shirley is in the right like if if all of these photos 
are of a a really rough time in her life and she doesn't want to have to relive that i mean you've already made her come back to this bar you didn't you didn't know at the time that that this was her like bad place but you've already made her come out to this bar now you're rubbing this in her face right like especially when she is going throughout trying to hide it like uh if she just like honestly if if she had been felt comfortable to be out front like hey i've been here before i just you know this is this is uh something that was rough in my life and i just want to point it out um Mm -hmm. but uh, I do think Matt, Matt in the chat has a good point here. Jeff and Britta are laughing at Shirley and Troy is trying to laugh with her. I mean, this is sort of the the through, th- uh, the, the through line for the entirety of Troy's night is he doesn't really know how to act. He sure. feels that this milestone is an actual meaningful one, which, spoiler, turning 21 doesn't mean crap. Right. Like... It's construct about, you know, now you can drink the the, the poisonous thing that makes but, you but he thinks fun. he thinks that this is a major milestone. And so he's he's trying to fit in and he's like, well, they're laughing. We're having a good time. Like we're all get like people get drunk and have a good time. Like that's that's what adults do. Right. And so I do think it's pretty clear that Troy he he kind of he he doesn't really know how to handle this situation um sure and he's and actively so, making a mistake and that's the only way you can learn right shirley is like look you know i had some bad years um yeah I, i'm i'm leaving i'll see you all on monday uh mm-hmm. she walks out and goes home Pierce is still out front and he actually finally takes a step where he asks Shirley for help. Uh, and so she's like, all right, come on. He, she does call him a jackass. I mean, legit fair. Uh, Troy heads up to the bar. It's finally almost midnight and he's, he orders a seven and seven and the bartender says it's on the house. Happy birthday. Mm -hmm. And it's at this point that Troy looks around and he sees Annie at the bar just miserable because she's having this existential crisis over mm-hmm. having planned out the next 15 years of her life and what failure might mean. Um, he looks over at at Jeff and Britta, who are continuously arguing throughout the entire night. Yes. He looks over at Abed, who's just like, you know, he's he's had a rough night. Um, yeah, he's had a drink thrown in his face. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Paul F. Tompkins throws the drink in his face. I think I mentioned it, but yeah. I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want to hear from your co-host on a podcast. I was thinking about uh, Paul F. Tompkins. So. Well, I mean, who doesn't think about Tall, tall F. Pompkins? Tall, tall F. Pompkins. <laughs> I think we've been doing this podcast uh, tonight for too long. I think so. I'm also um, a log of Eolin in, so it was a heavy I mean, I, pour I, I, to celebrate I drank, Troy's birthday. I drank a decent amount of uh, Dead Guy Ales while watching Die Hard last night because Mondays, who cares? This is the moment Troy looks around and he's like, maybe this world I have been trying to, trying so hard to be a part of all night isn't really the world I want to be in. Right. Um, And so... He just 
gets everybody and they they all go home mm-hmm. and the bartender puts down his drink and he's not there and she just kind of shrugs. Right. And Troy takes everyone home. Uh they they get in Jeff's car. Troy finally gets to drive the car. Mm-hmm. And Jeff feels really bad. He's like I think I owe you a birthday and it's like, no, it's cool. I always wanted to drive this thing. Jeff's like, is this my car? Don't crash it, Troy. And Britta's like, crash his car, Troy. Don't crash it. I'm not going to crash it. Crash it, Troy. Go to sleep, Britta. Go to sleep. Crash his car, Troy. I do I do like that as a sort of like drunken argument. Just like, no, crash the car. Just like, I'm tired of this argument and Jeff. So just yeah. crash his car while we're all in it. And clearly not understanding the, the consequences of that request. <laughs> Abed is like, this seems like a really dark chapter in our group history, which mm-hmm. I feel like this group has a lot of dark chapters, but that's... I feel like they're mostly dark chapters. Uh... So they they pass by the bar that they should have gone to. Britta Britta's like, that's the place we should have gone. And Jeff's like, well, yeah, that's the place we should have gone. That's what I said. Yeah, Jeff's like, this is L Street. And Britta's like, no, it's the Red Door. And they realize they've been arguing this whole time about the same bar because L Street has a Red Door and the Red Door is on L Street. And, and it doesn't have a sign because it's too cool to have a sign. So nobody yeah. knows it by the bar name. Right. So who, who would know a bar by its name? Weird. Troy slams on the brakes and he's like, it's the same bar. You two have been saying one bar is lame and the other is awesome all night. And it's the same bar. And then he's like, you know, I just spent the last two years thinking, you know, that, you know, more about life and i just found out you're as dumb as me got it and then this is when jeff and britta tell him da doy i do feel like this is kind of an important part of adulthood right you always sort of think of like adults as like they they know so much and they're all powerful and like someday i will Mm -hmm. be that thing and then you become that thing and you realize adults never had anything figured out and i'm like I'm about to turn 36 and I still have nothing figured out. I'm sure. some idiot doing podcasts on the internet about a TV show that's been canceled right. for years. Like the second podcast that we've done of this type. The second podcast that's been about a TV show that's been canceled <laughs> for years. What am I doing with my life? I mean, I think we do a vital service to those uh younger listeners to that's, indicate uh-huh, that's that, a flex. Yes, indeed. No no one has it figured out, even us. Uh, sure. Especially let's, us. Let's let's go with that. Annie says, well, you can drop me off first. I don't live far from here. And they're like, but this is a terrible neighborhood. Which is a callback to last week when she said she lives in a terrible neighborhood. Turns out she mm-hmm. actually does live in a terrible she neighborhood. Does. Uh, Troy walks Annie up to her apartment and Troy's like, alcohol makes people sad. Yeah, alcohol makes people sad. It's like the Lifetime movies of beverages. Annie and Troy kind of have this moment where like Annie is really, she's still in the middle of this, this kind of spiral of like, yeah. you know, I've laid all this out and I might fail and whatever. And and he's like, you know, no, you're, you're Annie. You're great. Right. You know, you, you expect everyone to be better than they are and expect yourself to be better than everyone, which is cool. Like yeah. he, he gives this sort of uplifting speech. Uh, and she gives him a big hug. And then it's like, everyone's going to be pretty embarrassed on Monday. 
And Troy's like, uh, everyone just got a little drunk. No one did anything they'll be ashamed about. Smash cut to Jeff and Britta making out in the back seat with Abed right next to them. Yeah, just like... And I love the look on Abed's face where he's just like, what the... Like, I do, do I say something? Like, do I do something? Yeah, he's like, this is a thing that's happening. Oh, I think I just got punched in the face. Oh, boy. Uh, are they taking off clothing? Oh, God. Uh, and then they're like, this is, this is a bad idea, right? Like, yeah, it's a bad idea. And at that point, Troy gets in the car. They start driving off mm-hmm. and... Troy apologizes for flying off the handle mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. And Abed uh, is like, they were making out. They're like, what? Tr- Abed is like, why would you do that in front of me? I'm not a coat rack. Which, you know, good good point. <laughs> it is a good point. S- save it until they you get... They are super drunk, though. Save it. Yeah, but still, save it until you get dropped off. And then just be like, oh, yeah, like... Britta lives pretty close to to Jeff, so like, just drop her off here. It's fine. Well, they already know that they did it on the table. Yeah, but they don't know that they're still doing things. That's fair. Um, either either you way, you still got to uh, be tr- coy about it. Still got to be coy. Uh, speaking of coy, uh, coy rhymes with Troy, and Troy sighs, telling Abed that no one likes a tattletale. That was the best segue that's ever been on this podcast. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, Jeff is like, you know, happy birthday, Troy. You know, you're a man now. And then uh, we get the tag, which is just Abed putting a bunch of T-shirts on Troy. Mm. They get up to 157. It's and then very tr- impressive. It's very impressive. And then Troy's phone rings and he's like, uh, a little help. Hurry. I think it might be a girl. So it is an it's interesting flex from you're a man now to this. But, you know, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but that means... It is the end of the episode, and that means that it is time for Grave. I really like this episode. It is a big departure from last week, which was big and wild and weird. It is it is a much more down to earth episode. But the the thing about community, I think, is that while it it does have all these these really outlandish episodes that are big homages to uh you know films and genres and and style and everything at the heart of it the the reason all those work is that the characters are so strong and it's episodes like this that are the building blocks for those other episodes right and i think this episode's really great and it is it is sort. It is a little melancholy, right? Like, yeah, it doesn't that really is the way end. I describe this episode, yeah, on a happy note. Uh, it is. It is. I think one of the more dour community episodes, where you know most of it is pretty funny, but it just ends on this note of like everybody kind of sucks and alcohol kind of sucks, and this was supposed to be a birthday party, right? This is how right. Troy turned twenty one, right? And right. The way he the way he he entered manhood as defined by Jeff Winger because he feels twenty one is the arbitrary age of manhood. The way that Troy enters manhood is not through a fun night with friends. It is a night where he ends up having to watch his best friends fight and get rejected and and uh, fall into anxiety spirals mm. and just do it all while getting drunk. And yeah. he's and the he one has who has to be the DD. 
and, and make fun of Shirley. Like just yeah. get, make her so mad that she can't even stay anymore. He has to be designated driver. He takes care of all of them. And I do feel like it's a very, like it sucks. It sucks for Troy, but I do feel like storytelling wise, it is a very compelling story of like, this is what it is to be an adult, right? Like you spend your whole childhood being like, oh, I can't wait to stay up late. I can't wait to have my own spending money. I can't wait to be able to drink, you know, whatever, whatever major things adulthood brings. And some of those are great and some of those whatever. But you hit that moment where you're like, oh, well, I'm an adult. And like, yeah, I can go out and drink. But like, you know, why? Like, all it did is make us sad, right? Yeah. And then also taking the having to take the time to be like well i'm gonna be the one to to take care of everybody on my birthday when i was supposed to be the one having fun Mm -hmm. i think it's i think it's a great episode i mean it's it's really well written it is a a big departure from from a lot of the the community episodes we have watched lately uh but i think that it's the episodes like this that are really uh the salt of the earth that make the rest of the series work sure Um, i agree with that and yeah i mean it's it does end on just such a melancholy note but i i love it i'm gonna give it an a i mean i think it's i think it's absolutely solid and i i don't really have any bad things to say about it sure um yeah i'm i'm with you uh this is so like you mentioned this is a salt of the earth episode it's it's one of those nights that you know I certainly have had a night like this. You've had a night like this. Most of our listeners probably have had a night like this where, you know, you're going out to have a great time and something, nothing really works out the way it should. And you were going to have fun with this person, but you said something accident, like you may have accidentally or not thought through what you were saying. And so this person gets mad at you. Like, Lord knows if, you know, I have done that so many times in my life that, you know, this is a really, really this is an episode that really speaks to me in that way of mm-hmm. like i've been i've been arguing while i've been drunk i have been sad and going down an anxiety uh spiral while i've been drunk i have i have gotten hit on by a gay man while i've been drunk uh i i, I was very flattered but i told him i had a wife that was a different discussion i am now just you didn't flexing. talk about farscape i did not i walked into a bar he's <laughs> like would you like me to dance i'm like i no thank you that was the end. But I did not get a drink in my face. I did not lead him on or anything. I did not talk about community or Futurama. That was that's only for you, my friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like we've all had like nights it, 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 and to kind of divorce it from the alcohol. Like we've all had nights we regret and that we, you know, we go there and we go to a place expecting it to be fun. And it wasn't for reasons that we might not have been able to control or other people caused it. Like the whole argument between, you know, Annie's choices about, you know, her anxiety kind of taking her down this path and the argument between Britta and and uh, Jeff and, you know, rehashing old wounds for for Shirley. Like that's all stuff that really, really hits home. And I think this this may not be the funniest episode, but it is the one it is a very, very realistic and relatable episode. So yeah, it's not 
it's not the funniest. It's certainly not. And it certainly isn't swinging for the fences, but it is, you're right. It is telling a character story about these seven people. And in this episode, there are more people than in other episodes because in other episodes, they're kind of placed into where they need to be to fit the parody that or the pastiche that they're doing. But this one, they get to be people and they get to have concerns and anxieties and emotions and stuff like that. And I, I think it's, it's really, really well done for one of these kind of smaller sections. So yeah, I think I'd, I'd probably give it an A minus just because I ha- I had a hard time really like not looking away. I mean, I've seen this episode enough that I'm like, I don't really want to hear the arg- the kind of dumb argument between Jeff and Britta and the, the whole argument, uh, the whole anything gets a little bit more cringy each time for me. Um, but sure. I think that's that's less on me. That's less on the show because I think it's successful in what it does. It's just I don't want like I've been there and I don't want to relive that myself of the times in which I've gone down an anxiety spiral because I was drinking or I have been in an argument because I was drinking. Um, so, yeah, I think I think a minus I think it's very successful what, for okay. what it's trying to do. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the other thing that I I uh, neglected to touch on is you know Annie is also because she is nineteen and she is also kind of having this like oh crap like Troy is becoming an adult and soon I will be an adult like a, a I mean they're all already above eighteen so you know but like we are getting well, older yeah. and like we are entering the real world and like her spiral on that I mean I think that's a very true piece for Annie as a character. Uh, you know, someone who traditionally, I love Annie, but she traditionally is sort of a one note character of like, I'm sure I'm primitive and proper. And, you know, I'm just, I exist to, to be like the uptight one. And, you know, so her having this like really huge spiral, uh, is I think just great storytelling for like this kind of character. So, and it, and it really brings it back to her backstory where she did, you know, go on Adderall and she kind of lost herself and she went on the spiral. So you can definitely see her spiraling again. Right. Um, um, so I think, I think that's really strong character work. Um, honestly, I think Alison Brie plays it incredibly, but I think it's really well written as well. Uh, but yeah, so that's what we think about this episode. We want to know what you think about this episode. Uh, we want to know what you think about, uh, Paul F. Tompkins. Is he a national treasure? Um, what do you think about tall F pumpkins? <laughs> um, Man, I, I do love accidental spoonerisms. <laughs> what do you, what do you think about, what else did we talk about? Uh, we talked I didn't about take a lot. notes this week. I probably should have taken notes this week. What do you think about getting carded? Mm, when you buy alcohol? Um, what do you think about? norm anyways i don't know what else we talked about it was a whole I thing i i did m- most of my thing was uh doing uh visual gags for those that watched live on patreon so yeah we we did do this episode live so uh once a month we do a live stream for five dollar patreon patrons uh we had uh, a handful of people here in uh the chat watching us today uh so thanks to matt and laura and donna uh, who are and all it seemed here like they had a pretty us. good time seems like they had a good a good time um and uh that i know uh at least there was at least one mike's visual gags worth the admission price so if you too would like to join us once a month for these live recordings we're on 
patreon.com slash back to Futurama. If you want to get in contact with us about other things, uh, you can do that on Twitter. We are at Good Greendale. We also have a website, a presence on the World Wide Web. That's goodmorninggreendale.com. You can find a contact form, send us an email. Uh, and uh, don't forget the, uh, the Facebook fan group, League of Jeremy's, put together by uh, Laura here in the chat, who uh, we appreciate the uh the fan group it's a great place to come talk and uh uh, talk to uh, everyone about this and the other podcasts that we do and of course uh like i said patreon if you want to give great and if not you know it's tough times for everyone so uh don't ever feel uh compelled to do so if you do not want so this show will be free uh we we love you we want to we want to entertain you and if you come to the end of these like you always do uh thank you um just know that we're 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 just gonna do these <laughs> that was that, the worst that was the worst that sounds we'll... like a threat <laughs> uh no but we really thank everybody for for you know sticking in there with our nonsense and hopefully putting a smile on your face and and we hope you're doing all right uh also the way that it, this got cut off uh your thing got cut off on the the feed it looks like it says thank you everyone to which i respond with I sell propane and propane accessories. I tell you what. Uh, And until, until next time, when we talk about another great episode of community, I'm Ben. And I am Mike. I I tell you you what. (laughs) What? (laughs) 